Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every single week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. This week it is episode 85. We're talking about Echo the Dolphin. Uh, Oh, God. I don't think we've ever covered a game on the show where neither me nor my guest have gotten past the first fucking level of the game. But that's what's going to happen this week. And quite frankly, I don't feel that concerned about it because chances are, if you're listening to this, you haven't gotten past the first level of that stupid fucking game either. So uh, expect a little more profanity than normal. This time around, I'm not even apologizing for it. You guys know what to expect from this show by now. And if you really are offended by it, blame it on Ed Anunuzutia or whatever the fuck his name is. The guy that developed this game for making such a stupid fucking game. Um, ooh, I, uh, before I rant, and I'm going to rant, uh, I'm going to talk nice. I've got some fun video game opinions I want to share. I want to talk about some console wars and stupid trolls on Reddit and stuff like that. Uh, I also want to uh I, I have to talk to you guys quickly about the patreon but it's not it's not a total plug it's good stuff i promise um including a bigger prize but if you're not interested in any of that there'll be a timestamp in the comments or the description box below go ahead click it check it out whatever it'll take you to where i yell about echo the dolphin for half an hour or so um our patreon is growing 
And uh, that's exciting news. And I know I have said that before, but it I think we broke a record for new Patreons this month. So welcome aboard, all of you beautiful people. Uh, I'll be doing some shout outs in early March. You will all be hearing your names probably mispronounced by me. And the reason I bring that up is partially to plug it, uh, but also there's news. Our January winner has disappeared. I have tried to track him down. Sean, I don't know how to say your last name. It starts with an R. I have tried to reach out to you uh, for a month and a half. I'm not getting anything back. You're not on the Patreon anymore. You don't seem to be anywhere. So we are rolling the January prize into the March draw. So March's prize draw will be for the $25 from January plus $25 from March, meaning it is a $50 draw. Uh, The deadline to get in on it will be March 3rd. Uh, and I, I'm warning everyone, listen to me, listen to me very carefully before you sign up. Just listen. If you want to go sign up for the Patreon, they do a thing where they're going to charge you the day you sign up for your pledge, $2 or whatever. And that's fine. You get access to all the old episodes that are in there and everything like that. They are going to charge you again on the first. I have no control over that. I cannot change that. And I am sorry if you do not like that. So if you don't want to get double charged, sign up on March 1st to March 3rd. If you do get double charged because you signed up in February and then you signed up on March 1st, you will get double the entries into the prize draw because I always do that for anyone that gets drawn or that gets charged after a month's draw so that all your money gets into the hat. So uh, March will be drawing for $50 instead of the normal 25. And the only reason 25 is the set number is because I, I give away five bucks for every uh, 20 that the podcast makes. So actually, I think we're over 120 now. So it might be a $30. So my, I don't know. Anyway, it's going to be at least 50 bucks given away in March. Uh, also, we're climbing toward $200 a month. And this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. And again, I know this sounds like a plug. And yes, it kind of is, guys. I'm sorry. This is kind of my job. But it's also fun stuff, okay? We're climbing toward $200 a month. If we get there, uh, and I, I mean, it is like if any month we re- when we hit $200 a month on the Patreon, instead of giving away 25% of the Patreon, which would be 50 bucks, uh, I'll just give away a brand new game every month of the winner's choice. I know it's like an $80 thing Canadian, but that's fine. I'll buy it and I will ship you a physical copy of whatever game you want for whatever system you want for the winner of the month if we get to $200 a month. So uh, I'm not trying to convince, I mean, I am kind of trying to convince you to sign up, but at the same time, I'm trying to make sure this is worth your while. It's two bucks a month. You get a ton of extra podcasts. You get a shout out on the show and you get a chance to win all those prizes. That said, uh, please do not spend more than you can afford. And I don't know if anyone does that. No one's ever told me that they do. But like, please like, do not go into fucking Hawk to pay for this stupid podcast, okay? If you're enjoying it and you want to support me and you want to support the show and get extra podcasts and have a chance to win stuff, then please do throw a couple bucks my way. But otherwise, just don't go crazy, okay? I just... And I'm trying to show you guys, like, I'm not just spending all your money on marijuana cigarettes. Like, I really am spending it on on stuff for the show and prizes for you guys. I still want to do a huge prize in June, but I'll get more into that as the months crib ahead and we get closer to episode 100. But next month, March, $50 prize draw. Deadline is March 3rd. If you sign up prior to March 1st, you're going to get charged twice, but you're going to get twice as many entries. Just be aware of that. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm very sorry. There's your plug, patreon.com slash remember the game. Plus, if you sign up over there, uh, you get to talk to me more. I mean, I try to interact with everyone on Facebook and Twitter. I definitely slack on the Facebook stuff. I just, I fucking hate Facebook. But I try to interact with everyone. But I do check my Patreon messages every couple days. I write back. I've had, I probably have half a dozen conversations going on Patreon right now with just a half a dozen different people from all around the world just talking about video games, which I think is awesome. And I just quickly want to mention, uh, and I mentioned it on the Patreon exclusive episode, but I forgot to say the actual quote itself. Uh, and I'm apologizing, dude, if I say your name wrong. Ole from Norway. 
uh, good old Norway land, reached out to me on Patreon and was talking to me about the idea of, of video games being a waste of time, which is something that I've struggled with for a long time and talked about on the show. And just he, he mentioned a quote that I wanted to, I just, he said the, the quote is from Bob Marley. Uh, remember time you enjoyed, uh, remember time you enjoyed wasting was not a waste of time. And I think that's a fucking great quote. I really, I just, I really like that. I love that. I love playing video games. I don't even care if it's a waste of time. Fuck off. Thank you for the support, dude. Thank you for the quote. Love it. Nice talking to you. Thanks for listening all the way over there in Norway land. Um, okay. There's all your Patreon stuff, you guys. Thank you for listening to that. Let's get into the, the meat of video game talk. Uh, the current bid on that Nintendo PlayStation that I've been talking about is at $300,000 as of this recording. Plus there's like a bunch of extra stuff. So they say it's actually like 360,000. And I was reading, pardon me, I was reading about it a little bit. And apparently this thing is going to be up till like March 6th or something. And the last couple of days, it's going to be like a live bid. Or I, I, so like it's, that thing is going to hit a million bucks. I'm, I would, I, I'm the, I don't know if I'd be willing to bet, uh, but I'm quite confident that that Nintendo PlayStation is going to reach a million dollars. And that's fucking... I guess if you don't know by chance, if you missed last week's episode, the prototype from Sony developing a PlayStation a CD adapter for the Super Nintendo is available on you know, on an auction right now. Google it. It's on Nintendo PlayStation. You'll find it. Pretty crazy shit, man. It's like it's absolutely a white whale of collecting. Now, I don't usually pay that much attention to this kind of stuff. You know, like whenever like a Nintendo World Championships or something, one of the collectible items shows up. I don't really, because I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. I don't really pay that much attention. But this has this has the whole retro gaming community interested, you know. And I consider myself a very fringe member of the retro gaming community. I'm not one of the super hardcores, like you know the the Pat the NES punks and those guys. But uh, but I can't help but pay attention to it. I got to see where it ends. I want to know. I'll make sure to keep you guys posted about it. Um, if I was rich, I would bid on that. And I mean like rich, like I mean like if I had a million bucks, like if I was like a pro athlete or something where I had a million dollars to blow, you fucking rights, I would be bidding on that thing. And uh, and if my girlfriend got mad, I would just pay her to leave me alone because I'm rich. So fuck, that thing would be so cool. And uh, speaking of, of PlayStation, uh, and there that's a money segue right there. Fuck yeah, it is. Speaking of PlayStation, uh, I got a PS4 this week. I bought it used from my pal Brad. Uh, feels good. Three years ago, I, I, for anyone that doesn't know the story, I'll go really quickly. About three years ago, when I was getting really serious into stand-up comedy and spending more and more time at home instead of at work, I sold my Xbox One, and then shortly soon after, I sold my PlayStation 4 and just kept my Switch. And it was because I was playing too much, and I was just home all the time, and I just didn't have the discipline to not sit around and play video games all the time instead of doing my emails and my work and trying to get booked as a comic. Uh, I feel like I've got that under control now. I, uh, you know, every, I've got my routine now every morning. I mean, the weekends I take off. If I'm not on the road doing comedy, the weekends I just do whatever I want. But the weekdays, I get up in the morning, I send out a bunch of emails for comedy bookings, I work out, I clean our house, I walk my dog, I get all the adult stuff done, and then I can play. And I think it's a balance, you know? And we were talking about how gaming is a waste of time. It's not a waste of time per se, but if you're playing instead of dealing with life, then that is a little bit of a problem. And that's where I was. And I feel like I got it under control now. We'll see. Maybe I'll relapse hard and just go right back into gaming nonstop. But I'm pretty excited to have the big three sitting beside my TV again. It, well, it's like it's two and a half right now because I just sent my Joy-Cons in for repair. But I got my Xbox One, my PlayStation 4, my Nintendo Switch all sitting there. And it's exciting to be able to just play whatever I want again. Like it doesn't matter what system a game is on. I'm excited that I can go out and get it. And we all know, like I've been talking about, the main reason I bought a PS4 is to get my hands on Final Fantasy VII Remake and Last of Us 2. But uh, I'm excited to just jump back in. Like it's just like, 
I was good for a long time with just a switch and my retro stuff. That was all I needed. I got my fix. And then on Black Friday last year, I picked up an all-digital Xbox One and got Game Pass with it, and it just completely reignited that console spark where there's just, as much as I adore my Nintendo Switch, there's something about kicking back in front of your TV on the couch with that controller in your hands. And I even love just holding a video game controller. Just I'm excited, man. I fucking love video games. And it's so good to get my hands on this thing. I... um. I fired it up to make sure it worked and everything like that. And I got to be honest, I now that I've been playing with both for a while, I do think I prefer the Xbox One's interface a little bit. Um, obviously, Game Pass destroys PlayStation now. Game Pass is sick. But, I mean, Sony is Sony. They're the king for a reason, right? And, I mean, I bought the PS4 to get my hands on their exclusives. And when I say their exclusives, obviously, like I mentioned, the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Last of Us 2 are two of my three most anticipated games of 2020. Uh, but I haven't played, I've never played God of War, the new one. Uh, I never, I played like an hour of Horizon and never finished it. Uh, I'm really excited to get my hands on those and play through them. Those pesky McHugh brothers, frequent guests on the show, Mark and Bradley, have been up my ass to play Persona 5, but I don't have that kind of, I mean, I may not have a job or any real responsibilities, but I don't have that much fucking time. Um, but I'm actually, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm appealing to you guys, the Remember the Game Nation. Uh, it's, it's such a stupid name. Uh, I've played Infamous. I've played the Uncharted games. I've played Spider-Man. I have intentions of playing Horizon and God of War. Uh, but I'm out of the loop. If, if you're a PS4 guy or a PS4 gal, what, what exclusives am I missing out on that I need to play? I need exclusives, okay? Because, like, the other stuff, the Red Deads, all that kind of stuff I know about. I just, I'm looking for exclusive stuff. So anything other outside of Infamous, Uncharted, Spider-Man, Horizon, and God of War, is there anything? And then obviously the Final Fantasy VII and The Last of Us 2. Is there anything critical that I'm missing out on? If there is, please let me know. Um, and on that note, quick, I wanted to, I wanted to talk, mention, I, so I subscribed to the PlayStation 4 Reddit page last week when I got my hands on the console because I just like that's the only thing I really use Reddit for a little bit of stand-up comedy but primarily just video game stuff and uh I want to I want to address some people all right uh I'm gonna take a sip I'm gonna get serious here for a minute that was me sipping my coffee into the microphone okay this goes out to all not just the people on Reddit but primarily the fucking people on Reddit okay uh when I was a kid Growing up in the 80s and the 90s, particularly the 90s, uh, I was a Nintendo fanboy. The first non-Nintendo system I ever got my hands on was the PlayStation 1. And by the end of the Nintendo 64 versus PlayStation 1 uh, life cycle, I probably preferred the PS1. But prior to that, I was a diehard Nintendo kid. You guys know that. And I was one of those kids in like 92, 93, 94 that if you played Sega, you were playing wrong. You should be playing the Super Nintendo and call each other wieners across the playground and whipping tennis balls at each other and all that kind of stuff. And as I've admitted on this show, I was wrong. Uh, I have done a complete 180 on the Sega Genesis, particularly over the last year and a half of hosting this show. My Sega Genesis Mini is my favorite classic console. I play the Genesis Classic Collection on my Switch all the time. Uh, I'm really gotten hardcore into some Sega games. I just openly admit it that I missed out. Part of that's my parents' problem because, you know, they didn't have the money. I not just say it's my parents' problem, but they, they weren't buying me two systems. I had to play one or the other. Um, you know, but I, I just, it was stupid. Okay. It's something kids do and that's fine. When you're a kid, you draw your stupid little lines in the sand and you're on your side of your, your video game thing or your, or your console or your fucking wrestling promotion or your sports team or whatever it doesn't matter okay but like as an adult 
if you're still acting like that, and there are still fucking adults acting like that, you're uh, you're stupid. I mean, there's the adults that are like, oh, dude, if you play on Xbox, you're an idiot. If you play on PlayStation, fuck you. People that only play Switch are stupid. You're all incompetent. You're all incompetent, mouth-breathing, nose-picking fucking morons. And I have no time for you, okay? So one thing, if you can't afford more than one system, that's completely different. No worries at all. That's not the same. Only the, only the single most disposable list of income should be spent on video games. I think I just invented that word. But uh, like it, like do not break your bank to buy three different video game consoles. Of course, right? But if you, like many of the fucking morons on Reddit, think someone that doesn't play on your preferred system is an idiot, you're a fucking loser, okay? And even back in the 50s and 60 episodes of this show, when I was talking about how much trouble Xbox was in before I realized how incredible Game Pass was and I thought Xbox might be done and everything, I never shit on people for being an Xbox gamer, okay? That's the thing. You could absolutely think PlayStation 4 is better than Xbox One. Switch is better than Xbox. That's, do whatever you, I don't care, do whatever you want with that. I've got my personal rankings. We all do. That's fine. But to go online and verbally attack somebody because of the system they use or to go onto the PS4 Reddit and just post shit because you're an Xbox gamer or vice versa, it's just it is so fucking like and it's not even funny troll. It's just fucking stupid troll, right? Every console on the market brings something to the table today. Whether you want to, you know, if if you don't agree with the decision that a company made and you don't want to buy their system or you don't think there's a reason to own an Xbox because they don't have any exclusives or Switch is just meant for kids, that's completely fine. It's when you start attacking other people for what they play that you fucking chap my ass, all right? Everybody on this market brings something to the table right now. It's it's they all have unique exclusives, right? Be it that whole entire Nintendo. We all know Nintendo is built on their IP and their exclusives, that whole universe. PlayStation's got those AAA titles like Last of Us and the Uncharted's and the God of War and stuff like that. Xbox has Halo and Gears. To laugh at any of those lineups is ridiculous. You know, why would you make fun of any of the, like, just, I mean, Google Stadia or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, laugh at that. We can all make fun of those people. That's fine. But I just, I don't get it. It's a phenomenal time to be a gamer. I'm 36, all right? And if you're even close to my age and you grew up in the 90s, imagine having access to all the games we have now 25 years ago. Like, my God, when all you had was your Super Nintendo or your Sega and you fucking once a year got a new game and then, you know, every once a month you had enough money to go rent a game from the video store. And now, just, like, just, you could literally, like, if I was a kid, my mom and dad, if they had bought me an Xbox, they could have got me Game Pass and and I would have never needed another game for the year or PlayStation Now or okay well not nintendo online because you know it's nintendo but just i don't get it like it doesn't matter if you play playstation switch xbox retro games even if you're one of those pc geeks like we're all gamers we all share an insane hobby that's fucking cool to be a part of now for the first time after we were all geeks growing up playing video games just shut the fuck up if you don't like what someone else plays I'm so glad we didn't have the internet during the Nintendo Sega console wars in the 90s. Like partially because it would have just been a toxic shithole that I would have absolutely been a part of. And partially because I'm a Nintendo guy and based and based on how Nintendo has learned how to tackle the internet over the last 20 years, they would have been a complete travesty in 1995. Sega probably would have put them out of business. So uh, anyway, the point, I don't know. Maybe that rant didn't even make sense. The point I'm just trying to make is enjoy your hobby, enjoy your games and stay off shitty Reddit. And throw me some PlayStation 4 recommendations and tell me what I need to be playing. Uh, after 
you listen to me telling you what I have been playing, which is your second money segue of the week. What have I been playing over the last seven days? Uh, I had the weekend off. I got to hang out with my girlfriend and my friends, uh, which was rad. I still got to play a ton of video games. Uh, I've all, I almost finished Mega Man X3 on the Mega Man X collection, but I gave up because it was too hard, too frustrating. I didn't really care for it. Plus, my Joy-Cons for my Nintendo Switch are in the mail right now, going to Nintendo of Canada out in Vancouver, BC, to hopefully come back fixed. Uh, I've also been playing a ton of Halo, the Master Chief Collection. Uh, and on that note, quick shout out to uh, Stud Muffin on Twitter for telling me that I could switch between remake and retro graphics. I'm embarrassed that I did not realize that. But literally at any point outside of a cutscene, you can just hit the menu button on your Xbox controller and it switches the, con- the graphics from retro to current. And it's really cool. Like now I'm doing it nonstop just to see how they compare from back then to now and stuff. Really neat. Um, Really enjoy my playthrough of Halo. Uh, I'm almost done the original campaign again. Quick side note, uh, because we've already covered Halo on here. The library in the original Halo campaign fucking sucks. I finished it last night. I just, I fucking, oh, I'm so glad to be done that part. I hate the fucking library. I'm going to try to play through all of them, particularly Halo 2 for a podcast uh, down the road, but I'm really enjoying that. And then I've been playing the shit out of Sonic Mania still. I expected to be done with it. I'm still not done with it. I love that game. Uh, Patreons expect an episode on it for March 9th for your game episode next month. I am completely smitten with that game. It's so good. Check it out if you haven't already. And that's what I've been playing this week. That's what I wanted to rant about this week. We're at 19 minutes. I need to shut the fuck up and get to the echo profanity. Let's uh, let's get into the podcast and get into the piece of garbage game that I was playing a few weeks ago, which is Echo the Stupid Dolphin for the Sega Genesis Mega Drive, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, uh, like I mentioned off the top, me nor my guest Andre have finished this game. Uh, but it shouldn't matter because you probably haven't either. Uh, and it's crazy to me how much of a cult classic this game is considered on the Genesis. Like, I think of it too. Like, when you think of, like, the Genesis games from back in the day, you think of Sonic, you think of sports games, you think of the Disney games, and then, frankly, I, I think, and I'm not, I don't think I'm alone in this, a lot of people think of Echo, you know? Uh, <laughs> and I don't understand why, because it's so fucking hard. I just, I, I, I do a little bit of homework in this episode. I, uh... I look up into the developer a bit. I light, I light him up. I light this game up. I swear a lot. So fair warning. You shouldn't be listening to this with your kids anyways. We're 85 episodes in. You guys know the rules right now. I am going to cue some music. And we are going to talk about Echo the Dolphin, which originally released in North America, ruining children's lives on July 29th, 1992. Kick back, relax, and uh, enjoy my yelling into the microphone for half an hour. So you guys, here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it, Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... 
It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. So I don't know what the fuck is up with this trend of my guests deciding they want to record cast early in the morning, but it is fucking quarter after nine. And, uh, and I'm a comedian. I was out late last night. It was almost midnight before I even got home. And then I got up and was like, and I know all you people with real jobs are like, oh, Adam, shut the fuck up. I understand. I used to be one of them. But anyway, I'm half awake. I've had a coffee and I'm here with my pal, Andre. How are you, Andre? Happy to be here, sir. Are and you? And I'm wide awake. Oh, yeah, you are wide awake. <laughs> are you happy to be here to talk oh. about this fucking... Yes. Oh, okay. I, because I, 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 I just, I love hearing angry Adam on podcasts. You know so. what? That seems to be <laughs> like more and more people are telling me they're like, dude, like, more, like it used to be in the early days, everyone was like, you know what I love about the show is your passion when you get excited about a game, it makes me want to play the game. And I'm like, well, that means a well, lot to yeah, me. Yeah, I had the same you. feeling. Right. And I'm like, well, thank you very much. But lately, people are like, hey, we want you to talk about bad games so that you get angry and yell a lot. And I, which, like, it's, I feel like every episode takes a week off my life when I get wound up. And today we are talking about <laughs> Echo the Dolphin for the Sega Genesis. Now, this was your suggestion. Yeah. And you were like, oh, hey, Adam, I love Echo the Dolphin. We should talk Echo. And I only ever played this game at my dentist's office for like 15 <laughs> minutes at a time as a kid. So I was like, sure. I, I have the Sega Genesis Classic sitting right there. Echo's on it. Yep. And everyone, I mean, like to me, when you think of the Sega Genesis, people think of Sonic. Yep. They think of sports games. And Fantasy they think Star. of. Right, Fantasy Star, yeah. like the Disney games, yeah. right? But but the best to me, place to play those ones, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. But Echo comes up quite a bit. Well, it was, it was like literally one of the most original games. Like nobody thought playing a game as a dolphin, right? Nope. And and like and to to its credit, uh, <laughs> we'll get we'll get the good out of the way before yeah. we fucking rip into this game. And uh, to its credit, like it looks it looks gorgeous. Oh, it's wonderful. Like you you look at it, it's like. The, the coral the coral reefs the the do, the dolphins on the, as they, and the creatures as and all the other creatures as they move mm-hmm. they don't look blocky they look clean like for 16 bit they look really clean absolutely i mean i i feel like over the last year and a half or so of doing the show i've really done a 180 on the sega i think people would mm-hmm. see the like <laughs> this is a, this is a god awful well, comparison. I think it's from playing the you, you play it is. Sega so much. Now. I, I don't listen. I, I'm only using this comparison because I can't think of a better one. But like, I feel like a I feel like a guy who like has always like hated like a certain like religion or group or you know what I mean. And I'm just like, and now I've come around and I'm like, you know what? They're actually pretty good people. And that's how I feel about Sega. Yeah. I went from hating them to being like, oh, I like Sega. I, um, I, yeah, it, when you when you once you join the Church of Sega, you can't you can't quit. Oh fuck! I mean, like don't get me wrong. Like I'm a Nintendo, but like but I am yeah. on. And uh, so this game, I was like, I was really excited because when they announced <laughs> the lineup, when they announced the lineup to the Sega Genesis Classic, this was one of the ones that everyone was excited that it was there. And I was like, I was excited. I was oh, like, dude, yeah. I can finally play through Echo. It looks great. I've seen the stories that it's hard, 
And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck off. Like, you don't be a pussy. You even have save states, right? Yeah. Which, oh, yeah, for the record, if you're one of those like, oh, if you use save states, you're cheating, uh, eat ass. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, so no. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna play Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? I've never done an episode of this show where... I'm like, I've only ever gotten three levels in and that's all I know. <laughs> yep. But the thing about it, Andre, is I guarantee you 90% of the people listening to this have never gotten any further than that either. Yeah, I I know I've done fairly well the game. I don't think I ever beat it when I was a kid, but I know I did fairly well at this game when I was a kid. And I tried to go back and play this like recently on the Genesis collection for PS3. And by God, can I not get past the underwater caves? It's broken. It's so because because those stupid clams are supposed to drop or like when they open up, you're supposed to get air bubbles from them. I tried to go get the air bubbles from them, and they just went right by me. Okay, yeah, okay. So that's okay. That's all right. Well, so we got the good out of the way. The game looks nice. Let's get yeah. into the fucking bad. Um, what the fuck is with those clams? I because don't know. Because it says, oh yeah, go up to the like. I I literally, dude. I'll, I could. I mean, I'm not gonna turn my laptop and show you. But like one of the cool things about the Sega Genesis Classic, uh, just to show Sega a little more love, is if you go to their website for it, you can literally uh, open the PDF of every manual. Yeah. For every game, and this was one where I was like, because this game is weird and it doesn't really teach you very much. Like without a manual, yeah. if you bought just the cart, like as a collector, oh my God, and had no manual. Screwed. I can't imagine renting this game as a kid and not getting a manual oh, before you had the internet. You'd be so fucked. Like you'd be like, "What the fuck do I, I, I do?" I owned it, so I was lucky I had the manual because my mom bought this for me on like for my Genesis. But Jesus, so you open the manual, and one of the things it specifically says is there's these like clams that are like your friends. They show up when you open the map. I yeah. think I'm pretty sure they do. And so I was I like, "Oh, so. okay. Well, that makes sense." Because like. Uh, like I'm always mm, oh, fuck. I'm trying to control it. It's early in the morning. Yeah, I don't like it when swimming games make you manage your air. As a, oh. as a general rule of thumb, it's a goddamn fit. Well, I know it's a dolphin, but sure. just just give it the fish abilities to breathe underwater. Right. Like, just like listen, like God. Sonic Sonic games. I've been playing a lot of Sonic lately. Yeah, Sonic should not go underwater. Ever. No, it, um, it doesn't work. It doesn't no. work. I, what I what I enjoy about a majority of Mario, I know in some of the more recent 3D Mario games there's air, but I've never found it overwhelming because coins fill it, everything fills it. Yeah. I traditionally don't like when you got to manage your air. I understand dolphins have to come up to breathe. I understand that. Or at least I think they do. That's why they have that hole in their head. They, they breathe air. They right. do. So they, they're, yeah. I thought they also had, I, th- I don't know this, I thought they also had gills. I don't either. And, and listen, it, oh, fuck, you know there's people listening right now. Like, like, you two don't... fucking idiots. Well, they're, they are mammals, right? Right, they're, they're mammals. They're exactly. mammals, so they do breathe air. So I get, I get the realism thing, but like, don't design a game where everything... In- Involves you. I just unplugged my headphones, but I think I'm still talking. Don't design a game where every single episode you've got to swim deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into this water, and then the only way to fill it up is to swim back up to the fucking top where you get lost or run at the bad guys, and then they drop these fucking clams in, and they're like, oh, hey, if you go visit your friends, the clams, yes. they're going to release air, but they never release air, and when they do, you miss it, and half the time I feel like they just hurt me for some fucking Especially reason. Especially in the underwater levels. There is no access mm. to actual air, so... It should be able to go up to a clam and should leave a giant air bubble. But there's these tiny little, tiny little fucking bubbles come up and you're I, just, like, you're trying to get them. But then if you don't touch them perfectly, they go right past you. I think I got like one under the three that came out of the one yeah. clam. And I was like, it's, I got one box. And then literally, as I was trying to do the next clam, that one box that I just got from the last one dude, oh, disappeared. It's so, oh. it's so precise. So, okay. So, uh, 
there's got to be people that have never played this game. So I'm trying to figure out how to even explain. Like, forget them. We'll get. We know what. We'll get into the mechanics first, and then we'll explain the half-ass story because I don't oh, even understand story the story. Just okay, so up. for the mechanics, you have two life bars. You've got your health, and then you've got your air. And your health, you can replenish by eating little fish, yep. and that part makes sense. Yeah, because you don't eating fish. If you don't touch bad guys, you don't lose your health. And then when you do lose your health, it's pretty. I mean, the map will the map will show you where the fish are. It's very easy yep. to go find them. I have zero problem. I mean, I've got a major problem with the difficulty, which we'll get into in a minute. Oh, but as far God. as the management of your health and how you only lose it when you touch bad guys, and stuff, I'm like, I'm totally cool with this. And even once you run out of air, you don't die. You just start to lose health. And I'm, which I'm, even that, I'm like, it's, I still think the air mechanic is stupid, but I can look past it. Yeah, but it gives but you a chance air, to get around. The air disappears so fast. Oh, God. And you get into these parts where they're clearly banking on you using these fucking clams, but then it's so hard to get the clams to work, and the collision detection is so broken <sighs> where you can't tell if you're touching the bubbles or not. I swear to God, half the time the clams hurt me, and I don't understand how the fuck I'm getting hurt. Well, it's not, they're not hurting you. It's just you're trying to get the air out of them, but then your air is depleting because you can't oh, get the air out of them, so your air keeps depleting. It's like, it's like So that's how you'll die. A majority of the deaths in this game will be, at least for myself, are running out of air. I, I legit think the only way I got through this game years ago was because of passwords. Because you, every time you read a level, you get a password for that level or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly truly believe that's the only way I got, like, as far as I did the game as a kid, because it's just like, like, I can't understand how I got past the freaking underwater caves as a kid. No. Maybe like, it could be because I sat there, I would sit there for hours upon hours trying to beat it. And maybe that's what it is. My crazy kid brain yeah but i don't understand like it's in touching those bubbles uh so like okay so like the first couple levels you're in these like you're in underwater caves and basically like you've got a i think in all of them you need to at least in the first world which is the only fucking world i've ever gotten to you've got to go down and rescue dolphins because like usually there's one at the top and he's like my family's gone and you got to go down and rescue them and bring them back up yeah and that's fine and the thing is is like if you just if you took the difficulty of the mechanics and the and the air and the bad guys and stuff out and literally just made the difficulty the puzzle aspect of finding the dolphins and bringing them back, yeah, even that would be hard, but it would be tolerable because even that, it, like, there's just it's really a, an interesting game. You hop in, and it doesn't explain anything. No, it, the, it, you it you just, have it just says to go find the first like for the first one was like. Go find the big one. The, and yeah. It, and it, it's and you don't even realize what the big one is. No. It's an orca. So you get to the area where technically you're supposed to go through to find the orca. There's a big giant purple crystal in the way. Yeah. Try to get rid of it. Doesn't move. So you go back and you're on and then there's just randomly in this other point in the freaking cove, there's a purple crystal. So you hit that one, it, it disappears. Yeah. So you end up going and hitting the other one, and that one finally goes away so you can get the orca. But how do you know to go fucking find that yeah, okay. crystal? Yeah, so they so they put these giant crystals in. So again, like the only moves you've got other than your D-pad is you've got a button that makes a that makes that go dash and you can like keep bashing it and he'll like speed up really quick. Yeah. And then you have a button where he shoots out sonar. like like a dolphin squeal. Yeah, sonar. Right. And like and that thing is like and I and I don't hate this concept that thing interacts with different things in different ways and is a little bit of a yep. puzzle game. And so like you can shoot that thing into 
into other dolphins and other animals, and sometimes they'll talk you, back. Yep. They'll give you cryptic messages, but they'll say something back. Or else you, helpful. <laughs> right. Or you find these giant crystals. And when I found the very first giant crystal, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my charge attack into it. Nothing's happening. Yep. I'm shooting it with my, with my sonar thing, and nothing's happening. So one on and the I'm right like, side of that friggin' cove, right? Yeah. And, and then you, you, you hit your sonar, and it tells you something about, you have to find this to find this. And right. it's like, oh. Okay, what am I finding? But it never explains, go find the other... And then so, and this becomes a mechanic. And once you figure it out once, now you kind of get the concept. Pretty much every level does it. Right. So now you've got to go find another crystal. And the thing is, is sometimes you have to dash into these crystals... And sometimes you have to shoot Shonar at these crystals, yeah. but you'll you'll it's, it becomes fairly easy to figure out because once you once you when you do it the right when you attack it the right way, it like takes like a blue wavy like circle. It's clearly like the tune that like the crystal produces, yeah. And it moves over to Echo. Now you swim back to the other crystal that you were stuck at, yep. shoot it with Sonar, and you know the code. And you get the magic to break now. it, right? But there's yeah. no way to know that. And like as a little kid, I don't know if I even would have figured out that. I it probably took me forever, but again, I was. Eight, ten, I, whatever it I how, was, and I would like I was the kind of kid that would just sit there and just keep going right. and going and keep dying and going because I wouldn't want to stop. But I feel like that's like I feel like that was the the design. Like he was just like, well, we don't want this game to be too short, so how about we make it so the kids will fucking because we all we've we've talked about it on here infinite times, right? Like when we were kids, you would get a game for Christmas or something, and then this was your game, and this was all you had to play for the next few months. And so I get how this would be one of those ones where you're like, well, let's fucking try again. You know what I mean? Like, and let's try is, again. Unless you're like that good at these games, you, this game would probably last for a long time mm-hmm. just for the difficulty level of so, trying to right. figure it all out. So like there's two aspects of the difficulty because there's the gameplay, which we're going to get into in a minute. And there's the puzzle solving. And if it was just one or the other, I could handle it. Because I like puzzle solving, and I enjoy that concept. And I like the idea... Oh, yeah, because the other thing you can do with your sonar is if you hold the sonar button until it makes it shoot, it shoots out, and then it bounces back, and then you can see a little bit of a map just yeah. of the general vicinity around you. That that helps a ton, because you can see, like, okay, there's crystal here. I, I know which way... Because otherwise, it's so easy to get lost in these underwater caverns. Like, if I if they were redesigning the game today, just put a fucking map. Just yeah. put it in the corner. Well, it yeah, would make it things would make so much easier. Not to have a map. And, like, the sonar does upgrade if... Like, being that you only get to level three and i looked at this it does upgrade as the game goes on you get like there's confusion chart there's to to do damage to to other animals oh okay. yeah okay there is upgrades in this but that's towards the later levels oh. but so it allows you to use the sonar in a better way but how the f- do you get there okay yeah so okay so because if any of you are listening to this and you've never played echo and you're like what the fuck are they talking about well that's basically like, I feel like this has been a very accurate description of what it's like to play this fucking game. Oh, you have God, no yeah. idea what's going on. So you get, so the, basically the first level is it tells you you've got to go find the big thing, the big one or whatever, which it, is this fucking it, whale. It makes you do a flip, right? And yeah, then that's they right. suck all through something, sucks everything away from you. Right. So then, yeah. So I don't even know exactly what the story is, but basically some big alien ship or something yep. sucks everything out of the ocean. And then you get dropped back in by yourself. And to me, and this is near the very beginning of the game. Yeah. And this is where I love the game because it looks gorgeous. And Echo controls cool when he's trying to do this big flip. And then you land in the water and it's this peaceful kind of sad, tranquil music. And you're all alone in this giant ocean. And I'm like, all right, I can get behind this. I'm like, clearly I've got to go find all the other fish, yeah. right? I'm like, or mammal, whatever. And I'm like, dolphins. And I'm like, I can get behind this. Yeah. So then you go to the next world and there's one single dolphin. And he's like, you got to help me. My, my family's missing. 
And now this is where it starts. You go into this these fucking gar- gargantuous underwater caverns. They are fucking yep. huge. And you've got to find dolphins one at a time. You've got to... And you got to fucking swim. It says swim in front of me to lead me to the surface. But then you've got to swim in like the... Ex- just like you got to pick up those bubbles from the fucking clams. Yep. You've got to be in the exact right spot. Which you were thinking... Or well, they will stop. Yeah, they won't come with you. And it's like, and you might be thinking, well, that's not a big deal. But it is a big fucking deal because those five little blocks of hair are fucking running out. And you probably burned three getting to the dolphin. Yep. And so you've now you've found them. So now you're like, okay, dude, you come on, come on. And then you try to start swimming away and they don't follow you. And you're like, hey, dickhead, come on. Because you can't dash or you, you go too far away from them. You can't do it quickly. So then they, you finally get them to follow you. Now you're in a race against the clock with your last couple blocks of air to get back up to the top of the surface. Oh, yeah, and by the way, every single bad guy that you grinded through to get to this dolphin back. is back. And yep. so, and <laughs> Oh, and not even the bad guys. Just when you're going through, especially the underwater caverns, there's these spikes that hang down. So if you just go too close to that spike, you it's like another health gone. You're just oh, like, ah! And it just kills you over and over and over. And then so eventually, if you can get, if you can collect all the dolphins one at a time and lead them back up to the surface, then you beat the level and you can go on to the next Yeah, level. then... And I managed to... Now, here's the thing. Here is how broken this fucking game is. And I again, if you're one of those anti-save staters, I don't care. All right? I not only use save states playing this, I I completely mashed and abused save states it was like three seconds safe state three seconds safe state and i and i had multiple files going yeah. because it's points at one point i fucked myself because i was so low on air and then i save stated that it was like there's no way i'm getting back up to the surface so so i have multiple and i still can't beat these fucking yeah. levels and and every time you die because it's infinite lives they'll yeah. keep they'll let you keep yeah. going yeah. but every time you die the dolphins you saved go back. Yeah. So if there's three dolphins and, in a and world, that's just the first friggin' part. and that's the first level of like six or something. And so you you could literally grind for twenty minutes and fucking crawl. You you have to go slow. Oh, to avoid bad guys and to avoid those fucking octopuses. There's these mm. motherfucking octopuses with these giant tentacles, and you literally have to like tap up. Tap up, like crawl past them. If you go any faster, they'll attack you. And every yep. attack takes away like three of your health. But meanwhile, while you're tap, 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 your air is bleeding down. Yep. And it's so, and so you like, you start to panic. And if you even slightly try to move fast, they attack. And you can't dodge their attack. You can't sprint by them. Anything, they will hurt you. And yeah, so you just, fucking. They just automatically shoot in your direction if they notice you. And it's just like. Ugh. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the 
best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses. I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I'm like, I'm so angry. So you fucking grind your way down to one of these dolphins. And it's such a great feeling when you finally find one. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. Then you try to get him to follow you. Then he finally follows you. Then you get him back up to the surface. And you're like, that's one. Now you go looking for another dolphin. And you save him. You're like, that's two. You've been playing for 15 minutes on this file. You're like, you, you fucking go up top. You eat some fish. You refill your hair. You're like, okay, I got full stats. Two Let's down, do one to go. Here we go. Now you make a mistake. Something happens. And you die. Those two that you fucking grinded through to save, they are right back down where they are. Uh, God forbid you just fucking... They don't, like, there's passwords, but the passwords start the level over. The passwords yeah. don't start over it's with only two for, dolphins It's only save. get to the start of the level, which is just like, you just want to... So eventually you're just like, fuck this, look up online, get a fucking password and move on to the next goddamn level. That's literally what I did, because this game... It's so hard. Don't, and I don't understand. When I was a kid, and before I went back and played it this play run... I've only ever had good memories of this game. Okay, but the thing is... I don't is, understand is, it. As a kid, again, when this is the only game you've got, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it looks great. It it does play fun. It is fun to just oh, make if, Echo swim if, around if and make him dive through the air you're, and stuff. You're in that first cove just to swim and yep. jump, and that's so much fun. The music's just, nice, and you're like, this is fun. And, like, as a kid, I feel like that could keep you entertained oh, for quite a while. 100%. But, but as, an, as an adult trying to beat this game, you're just like, what? why? And then there's all these other mechanics. Like, there's these, there's these fucking... Have you gotten to the point, I'm sure you have, where there's, there's, like, there's like these long red strings... I don't know what the fuck they are. They're like a long, yeah, no, they're yeah. like a long cable of little dots. Yeah. And if they get a hold of you, they trap you, and then you're stuck there until you run out of air. And you die. And, and they're so hard to get around, and I can't figure out how to get past. And there's the odd time where I've broken free of them, but then I'm out. I'm so out of air that it doesn't even matter. Yeah, you're, you're trying to go for the surface, but and, then you're stuck underground. And then they put bad guys in the game that you can attack with your dash move and kill, and yeah. that's fine. But like, it is like. This but, is not, where, but not every bad guy you can dash kill him. So it's it, when it comes to the octopuses and things like that. If you dash hit them, you you lose two or three or health right. or whatever it is, and then you're like, well, I just dash killed the other guy. Why couldn't I dash kill this guy? Yeah, and so yeah, that's the thing is like it's it's he's smaller. What the hell? You never know who you can hit, and then half the ones that you can hit, you've got to hit at the exact right spot mm -hmm. in the exact right move. Otherwise, you won't. It won't kill them. You just lose a bunch of health. Yep. And, and the the attack is literally just a dive forward. And it's incredibly hard to get accurate. Like, it's easy to do, but it's hard to do accurately. Oh, very, very much. Because you can't just, move him once he dashes. Yeah. 
So you've got to you got to line them up from a little bit of a distance, and then make sure it's forward. just right. Dash forward, and they're always moving. And if yep. they move, and then you dash forward, then it kills you. And there's these fucking like there's these there's these tunnels at the bottom of the ocean that push air up, and yep. so the only way to go down them. And, and this, like, I, I figured you out... Gotta, so you got to wait until the air stops. Try and get through it before the air starts back up. No, no. Or you, or you can push the rocks. Oh, you can bump yeah, right. a rock. The rock will fall down, and you have to swim right behind this rock. Yeah, at a slow pace. Through, yeah. Can't go fast. Keep in mind that you're up against the clock because you're going to run out of air. But yep. you can't sprint because if you sprint, you'll go past the rock. Then the air will blow you back up. And it was just... Like it was, you know what this is, and I hate talking about this game on this fucking show because I've swore that that game is banned from the show. This is Dark Souls Dolphin. It is just, it is fucking slow and Dude, monotonous and so over and over, and it kills time you. Die. And I want to talk more about it, but I can't get any fucking further in it to talk about it. We gotta talk. Like the story is just stupid. I don't even know what the story is. I, okay, so I, I don't remember it clearly from a kid, but I went back and read the story. So you eventually have to go to. The city of Atla- uh, the lost city of Atlantis. You end up there because you have to find the time machine to go back in time to when Atlantis was real, and you got to fight some people in Atlantis to get back to your regular time so you can get a portal to space so that you can go save all your family. That is literally what this story is. Why? Who the fuck came up with this story? Like seriously, who, right? Like just all it should have been. At least in my... Well, okay. Like, I mean, I can live with someone trying to do something different. But, like, hmm. why couldn't it have just been, like, oh, hey, all of our friends are lost and we have to go save them? But why, like, why couldn't it just space be that? But then the story is that the space aliens every 300 years need more food. So they warp a vortex to a random planet to take all the things... That, uh, take all the living creatures so they can eat them. And so you end up having to say... And then you're, I, I watched the video of the boss fight. You're, it's literally... literally look like xenomorphs. From aliens, so you're shooting them with your sonar beams. I think it's the, the death beam or the death sonar or whatever you have by that point. And and it's just this big head in the middle, just laughing. The, it looks it seemed like it was laughing the whole goddamn time. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't and I don't remember any of that from when I was a kid. I remember going to Atlantis and that part of stuff, but I do not remember the aliens. Anyone that was like, oh, this game's got to be on the Sega Genesis Classic. We all want to play Echo. Never played Echo. Or only ever has or, the childhood memories like you where it was yeah, just where fun to I knew, where I was like, oh my God, this I, was, was amazing I was game. looking for this article and I found it. Uh, the game's designer was Ed Anunziata. I don't know how to say his last name. According to Ed, he went out of his way to make the game as bastard hard as possible so that it would be impossible for a child to complete it over the course of a single weekend. Going back to levels he felt were too easy... AKA not filled with enough bullshit to cram in more puzzles and occasional giant seahorses. What a piece of crap. However, after the game was released and reviews began pouring in, Ed realized that perhaps he'd gone a little too far. Yeah, you fucking think? And it became infamous for being that weird dolphin game that nobody except your cousin could figure out how to play. I'm a grown oh, man God, yes. with a, a li- when I played on my Sega Genesis Classic up here in my room, I literally have my laptop two inches to my right. I could Google what to do, where to go, how to beat it, and yep. I still can't. Not only can I not beat it, I can't get past the first world with save states and everything. As I was a the same man. way. I was Ed. Uh, what a. And you know what's really infuriating about it is the game is so good looking and, and nice. And you like, want to play it more. We want to play it, but it gets to the point where, like, listen, I played bullshit 
fucking hard games as a kid. Anyone that's oh, ever yeah. seen it, like Bart versus the Space Mutants. Oh my god! And Ter- I've beaten that game. It's, it's and, not and hard. The, that's not easy. I mean, no. And the only reason I can beat it is because it was the only game I owned. So it was like play it over and over and over and figure it out. Grind, grind, grind. This grind, game grind, grind. Yeah. is just it doesn't work. And I'm telling, you, if you've beaten this game, you can write in and you could tell me, but I don't believe. You. Like I'm not gonna believe you unless you cheat. Or you use like a code or passwords. You use the passwords. You use the passwords to get to the end, and then like legitimately watching the video of the xenomorph battle or whatever the hell they are. That didn't seem that hard because all you got to do is turn and use your sonar, and then turn and use your yeah. sonar. That didn't seem that hard to beat them, but like just to get to that point is insanely impossible it's in ridiculous. my in my opinion. We've talked about it on here before that like we were we're curious with the back with the old games. We're like, is it is the difficulty by design is it bad game design is it them trying to drag out the length of the game so that kids don't pay 80 dollars for a game and then beat it in a weekend we've literally found an interview with the designer of this yeah, game saying that yeah. that's what it is and to me and like, like i'm not listen i've never designed a video game so it's easy for me to sit here on my high horse in edmonton in my girlfriend's condo in a spare bedroom and shit on people that design video games but you're just like oh well maybe my game sucks a little bit let's make it really hard so nobody finishes it in a weekend that's just and now you took and you took kids money you took kids when you're a kid you get that one game for christmas or your birthday that is like your most prized possession very much right that's your big thing when they're like hey you can get one game for christmas what game do you want you go to your serious wish book and you fucking circled the game you wanted to play (laughs) and that was such a huge decision for a kid because you're like this is the game i'm going to be playing for the next six months and 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 i can't even imagine being one of the kids that fucking got this this was the game you're like i love dolphins this game looks so nice and cute and fun yeah and you fucking you 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 see you cashed in your christmas gift on echo the dolphin and i guarantee you there are kids that fucking did that that started ripping the wings off of flies and now they're fucking in prison for (laughs) fucking being mean to dogs or something and it all started with this game and it's on the fault of ed whatever the fuck your last name is for designing a shit game that breaks souls just like it did mine at 36 fucking years old echo the dolphin needs to be taken out back and fucking shot and the fact that this game spawned multiple sequels Two Echo, like the Dolphin sequels, plus a game called Echo Jr. Yeah, because everybody bought it, the first one, because they love dolphins. And they saw the cute box art and this cute little dolphin, and we're like, oh, that would be... And like, if you're a parent, you're like, yeah, I'll buy my kid that. I'm not buying my kid... I'm not buying my kid fucking Mortal Kombat, but I'll buy my kid Echo the Dolphin Mm -hmm. without knowing that Echo the Dolphin's gonna warp his fucking mind infinitely harder than Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat is. Yep. I text you when I was playing this game, getting ready for this. And I was like, you're fucking done. I never want you on my show again. Lose my fucking number. We're not friends anymore. Fuck you, Andre. I have not in my, and listen, I don't know if this game, I don't know if this episode is going live before or after the Mario is missing one, probably after. And everyone that's listened to the Mario is missing episode is going to know how fucking angry I got, but I owned that game as a kid. So I, that was my echo, the dolphin. And that game wasn't broken because it was too hard. It was broken because it was too shitty. This game is just fucking broken because it's so goddamn hard. And in all the retro games that I have played in preparation for this show, none of them have infuriated me the way this game has. My dog won't even come into my fucking gaming room when I'm holding that Sega Genesis Classic controller now. Well, because the dog she's scared. not even in the room right now. She's no, scared. because she gets scared of the way I react when Echo the Dolphin fucking comes up. And I 
I was so happy when this game got announced for the Genesis Classic because I was like, I remember playing that for 20 minutes at a time in the dentist's office. I can't wait to control that friendly dolphin and swim through the water and do flips in the air and stuff again because you think without going into any work that that's all the game is. Then you start playing the game and realize, no, you've got to swim into these deep caverns and save stupid fish that can't find their way up top. They won't follow you. And then when they do follow you, you've got to push shit into stuff without running out of five. Mm. <laughs> It is such a difficult game. It's shit. It's fucking shit. It is a shit game. But it's... I, I hope... I, I don't know where Ed, whatever the fuck is... And you know what? I'm just going to quickly... He, I hope he, like, like went... Honestly, I hope he went bankrupt because of this yeah, fucking game. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I just looked up his fucking Wikipedia page. Let's see here. Oh, fuck. He made Vector Man. I like Vector That's Man. A, those are great games. Yeah, Vector Man's Those good. are so good. They're, they're tough. But he I think he made Echo. Then he went Vector Man and went... I don't need to make this that hard. I just need to make it good. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Uh, he, in 2006, he founded Two Fish, now part of Live Gamer. Well, I don't even know what that is. Never heard of it. But, oh, and one of the games that this fucking asshole designed. Oh, <laughs> oh wait a minute. Okay, Ed, I never do homework, right? This isn't Retro Knots with those fucking losers. Well, it's homework day today. But this is homework day today. Ed Anunziata is best known for the Echo the Dolphin series, blah, 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 blah. He's done a couple other things. Later, he served as an executive producer producer for Nokia's N-Gage mobile phone and gaming device, which was oh. fucking garbage. One of them, Small Ball Baseball, one of the games he helped design for the N-Gage, was one of the first microtransaction-based games targeting the U.S. market. Oh, so, he Ed, here's what Ed has contributed to gaming over the last 20, 25 years. He created Echo the Dolphin, which ruined a bunch of kids' Christmases. Then, he made the N-Gage, which we all laugh at because it's probably the biggest flop since the fucking Virtual Boy. Then he helped introduce microtransactions into games, which are basically corrupting and ruining the fucking industry right now. You're a piece of shit, My Ed. Fucking, what I hate so much about games now is micro microtransactions. Transactions. Ed, fuck you. Mm. Uh, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with ending this. I don't like. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Trying to think of what we fucking, uh, you know what I? Uh, Out of dolphins, you know, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. I can't beat one world in fucking Echo the Dolphin. So on a scale of zero to one, I give Echo the Dolphin a zero. I'll give you, I'll give you a point for every world of your game I can finish, even with fucking walkthroughs and mashing save states. And so your score is zero. The first zero in the history of this fucking show, I think. Oh, that's so bad. Do you want to... Uh, can... 0.1 because it's a beautiful game. No. Yeah, I'm no. at least going to give it the graphics on it. I enjoy that game because of that fact. But no. it is I, you know what? Game. I would have considered giving it a point something before I found out that the creator of the game is also responsible for the engage and microtransactions. Suck ass, Don't get Ed. me wrong. He's a piece of crap. Done. Fucking thanks, Andre. Thanks so much for <laughs> suggesting such a fun game. How about You're the next welcome. time? How about the next time you want to come over and do a podcast? We play fucking... I don't know what's worse than this fucking game. That, ta- um, that small tap baseball on the Engage. Yeah, we'll play Engage <laughs> or fucking Back to the Future on the NES or some oh other God, piece of no. shit. I anyway, will never play that again. We'll be back next week with a good game, you guys. Heck Probably. Yeah. Thanks. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Andre, 
Thank you for coming over and talking to Echo with me, but fuck you for suggesting that I play through Echo the Dolphin. Uh, my hair's already gray enough, and you have added to that problem substantially. And all of you people for listening to the show, thank you so much. Reach out to me with your PlayStation 4 exclusive recommendations, anything I need to be playing that maybe I've forgotten about. I need to know them. And just, again, I'm sorry to plug it one more time. It's my job. Just remember, patreon.com slash game. It's two bucks a month. Sign up after March 1st or you're going to get double charge, but you will get double entries. We're giving away a $50 gift card in March because nobody claimed the prize in January, all right? Thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Let's keep this thing growing. Leave us a good review if you can. Yell at me on Twitter and Instagram at Remember the Game. I'll yell at you back, and I will talk to you again in seven days with episode 86 of Remember the Game. And It probably will be a better game than Echo the fucking Dolphin. Take it easy, you guys. Cheers. (laughs) 